0: We got it going on yeah. We yeah. about You No me, I'm the hottest in the zoo. W-J-M-S This is according to RP Turn up the volume, kick back, and get raw with us From the latest hip-hop beats To social issues that cripple the black community All from the perspective of a young, strong black woman A strong black woman Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in the streets. So happy new week, everyone. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I will say that in the New York City area, the weather was quite cooperative. Uh, I think we were in the 50s, like mid-50s, so... I feel like this was a great weekend to get out and to be about to be one with nature and, you know, whatever. So hopefully you guys take advantage of the weather because clearly we have no idea what each day will bring. Like the weather is so fickle. The weather is so uncertain. It was snowing on Tuesday. For those of you who are not in tune with what's happening in these New York City streets, it was snowing. And after the snowfall, there was like a, a a windy freeze session that took place. And I'm telling you this because I was in these streets coming home from work and I was almost blown away by the wind. And my like it was not it was not pretty. Let's just put it that way. So it's like any day can be anything. So whenever we get these. um good weather days, good weather weekends, I always encourage everyone to be out because you don't know what next weekend will bring. (laughs) So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. So today we have an amazing show because we have an amazing guest by the name of Jessie Simmons. She is an award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, hailing from Ottawa, Canada. So, you know, a lot of times we we talk about and we feature artists and authors and whatnot from the New York City area, from the United States. But we are, I think this is our first Canadian uh, on the According to RP show. I think this is our first, I, don't, I wouldn't say our first international interview, but it's definitely our first Canadian interview. And so I'm so excited. Today happened because of an amazing young woman who is currently in Haiti doing her social media thing. Passé Haiti um, is a platform on social media that is really doing its best, I would say. And it's doing an amazing job at really highlighting the beauty and the culture of Haiti. And it also does such a great job of highlighting Haitian artists from around the world. And I really do give this young woman, Julienne, her props because she's a young woman in Haiti. And for those of you who have been living under a rock, um, Haiti is going through a lot right now, a lot of unrest, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of insecurity. There is a lot of violence. There's just so many things that are happening, um, in Haiti right now. And to have a young woman still stand strong every day, you know, and, and, and decide to rise above, decide to choose, you know, beauty as opposed to the ugliness that the media is, you know, pushing out, um, Choosing to support other Haitian Americans in their endeavors, right? We're not all artists, but some of us have our businesses. Some of us, you know, we have certain platforms and she's amplifying our voices. She's amplifying our platforms. She's amplifying us. So I really did want to take this time to give... Her, her flowers. Because oftentimes we don't do that, right? It's when the person is dead. That's when we're saying, oh, this person was so amazing. This is how they've helped me out. But Julianne has been doing such amazing work, especially with Black Ivy. She has definitely, you know, helped support us, um, especially with that documentary that we released in December, Black Women in Small Business. She was a strong force in helping us get our numbers. Um, I think we're still at 16,000, maybe 17,000 views um, for this documentary. And again, in such a short time, in two months, we've reached those numbers. And I would say a good portion of that effort was from Julienne and just sharing it with her entire network. And I've never met this young woman before, never met her in my life. And we've instantly become like social media Instagram family. And so she's the one that put me on to Jesse Simmons. And again, you guys are going to listen to the interview. It's such an amazing interview. And I think those who are aspiring artists will definitely gain some insight from this interview. So you definitely want to make sure that you keep it locked. Um, but before we get to the meat of the show, this is a check-in. You know, I try to do these check-ins, these wellness check-ins <laughs> with my peeps, with my family. Um, how many of you guys are still struggling from daylight savings? I, you know, I know last week I reprimanded you all for not putting a sister on to the fact that it was daylight savings. But I have been keeping my ear to the streets and people are people are not okay. <laughs> people are not okay people are still struggling with date with this transition to daylight savings and i can say that i haven't heard this kind of struggle in a while like i haven't heard people struggle this much with this transition and i'm wondering why i don't know what the reason is i think i've been struggling a a bit as well too my sleep my my sleep my nights have been sleepless I mean, for those of you who know me, I guess that's nothing new, but I feel like it's been extra sleepless uh, due to this change in in time, change in, I don't know. So I'm just doing a wellness check, making sure that you guys are okay. For those of you who are still struggling, I don't know, let's give it another week. And if not, maybe we can collectively figure out a solution To this, but I do find it to be bizarre um, the amount of people that are struggling with this shift in daylight savings. I don't, I don't know, I don't get it. Let's see a few more plugins before we get into the meat of the show because I feel like I don't do this enough. I do not keep you guys abreast um, on the you know the the weekly happenings and the updates with uh, all of the things that we're doing. So. As I stated before, I think I stated this last time. I don't know, guys. I'm getting old. The brain fog is real. I don't know. But we're working on our second documentary that is highlighting depression and anxiety in professional black women. We are pretty much at a wrap for that. So we are going to be going into editing soon. And I'm so excited about that. And I'm just putting it out there because we are going to be having an event surrounding this um, this documentary in May. So keep it locked. If you guys are not in tune with what is going on at Black Ivy Media, what's going on with According to RP, what's going on with Frida's World. Frida's World is back, guys, For because I know I have some cross-listeners here. Those of you who are ARP fans or, or who are RP fans in general, you guys know that Frida's World has been, was our first podcast since 2017. And so that is back in action, full swing of things. We took a little bit of a break, but we are back, and you can access Frida's World f r e e d a apostrophe s world anywhere you tune into your podcast so i know the according to our p fam are mostly on apple spotify soundcloud i don't know if there's any google play people here but you could find frida's world on that on those platforms and frida's world we're still staying true to our original intentions right focusing on professional black women talking about what's happening in the workplace, what's happening outside the workplace. But I think the shift for us more so is this strong focus on total wellness, total wellness, being spiritual wellness, financial wellness, physical wellness, mental wellness, all of these things. We are going to be talking about that relationships. We're focusing more on the wellness aspect. Um, and total wellness aspects. So we're not just gonna be talking about one specific kind of wellness. And I think that's so important for professional black women, especially because of everything that we go through on a daily basis. You know, having to to, to wear to wear and walk around with these titles of superwoman, of strong black woman. Um, you know, these these are heavy titles. These are very heavy titles. And there's you know, if we if we do not operate you know (laughs) correctly these titles will be the detriment of us and so on Frida's World we go in depth with some of these concepts and we've had some amazing guests in the last couple of weeks some authors some you know mental health professionals that are really pouring into us so Wanted to put that plug in for those of you who were wondering, you know, what's going on with Frida's World? Where is Frida's World? We are back. We are, you know, pushing forward. So definitely support us there. And I guess the last, last update. So next week we have an amazing show. So now that I'm, you know, kind of getting ahead of myself, I can definitely give you guys some previews. So next week we have an amazing guest by the name of Pepper Chambers. She is the author of Harlem's Awakening and Harlem's Last Dance, which will be released on March 23rd. But we don't just talk about Her as an author, we are talking about the important themes of her book that I think that you guys will find so interesting themes of just sisterhood, black women, you know, the 1940s sex work trafficking there's so many different themes in this book that i think are you know they probably warrant not their own show to be honest but it was such an amazing interview and i know that you guys are going to enjoy it so definitely make sure if you have if you are not subscribed to according to rp on the major platforms because that's where we are Please do so, because then you don't have to rely on my advertisements. You will just get the ping, the ding, whatever sound or whatever notifications you get when a new episode drops. And that goes for According to RP, that goes for Frida's World. And then, you know, we are releasing another mini project by the end of this month, Sickish, which is going to be focusing on chronic illness. As you can see, I am doing a lot, but I am team too much. (laughs) That's why wellness talks are so important because I am that person who's doing too much and I need to reinforce wellness. And sometimes by talking about it, that's kind of how I reinforce it. So either way, I think I've said a mouthful. Um, We are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very special guest, Jesse Simmons. Jesse, please say hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> so, Jesse, thank you for taking the op- You know, taking the time to be here on the According to RP platform and just you know sharing a little bit more about who you are. You know what you do exactly. You know things like that. Of course, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to say just a shout out to Sakpase Haiti because she's the one that kind of orchestrated all of this. So I want to just give a big shout out to her. Absolutely. Big shout out to her. such a sweetheart. She is. She is. So, Jesse, tell us a little bit about who you are. Like, you know, where are you from? What is it that you do?
1: So my name is Jesse Simmons. I am an Afro-Caribbean artist, uh, which means that I do um, Haitian-based music, so the Zulu, Compa, Afrobeats, and I mix it with some r as well. Um, I am in Canada. I am a songwriter, um, singer. I do vocal production as well. And I'm a performer.
0: All right. And I've
1: been singing since forever. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been singing since forever. Um, I, I've been, I started doing gospel when I was a kid. So like mm-hmm. around like three years old, I was like in the gospel groups throughout high school, um, got into like the whole musicals and I participated in more like some school events to sing. And then honestly, I want to say it was like right around the, it was re- basically when the earthquake happened, mm. um, I really felt disconnected and I wanted to feel more connected to the culture. So I like I saw, I started singing like Haitian music, Zouk music covers, and then something felt so like, welcoming and heartwarming to me it made me feel complete as an artist and I knew that I wanted to absolutely do um so that's when I knew I wanted to do Zook music but like you know like in Canada um in Ottawa typically like you know it's like hip-hop or like RB and stuff so I was like you know trying to find my place um but when I really started doing music for real for real I professional I guess in uh, 2013 after performing a lot I I found myself back into doing Haitian-based music so that's how I really got into it. And I, and I realized that I wanted to be a pioneer of sharing Haitian music in non Haitian spaces. Mm -hmm. I believe that Haitian music is just as it could be just as mainstream as Afrobeats and any other genre. So that's basically what I have been doing. So mainly that's why I sing in French, English and Creole to be able to reach out a wider audience um, for them to understand the uh, beauty of the culture um, so when you listen to my music, you definitely hear a lot of Haitian elements, but you can definitely see that it's, a a new, new school, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Haitian music and stuff, you know? So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much who I am and what
0: I do. All right. So, you know, you mentioned Ottawa and like how it's kind of like hip hop-ish. So what is the scene there for Caribbeans? Like, especially for like Haitians, what is that music scene? over there there's
1: definitely a good um community a good Haitian community like it's pretty wide not as big as Montreal but definitely a big Haitian community one thing that I can say though and I don't want to feel like I'm talking smack but I will say what I have to say (laughs) um (laughs) um, you know um there's a lot of Haitian bands but but um there's mostly Haitian female artists that actually have music out that actually like you know um like songs out, albums out, music videos out, but they still value more the Haitian bands, like you know, so the Haitian bands which are like, you know, men. So yeah. you know, with seeing that, like I like growing up, I always like fought my my way to be seen and acknowledged by the Haitian community. I am acknowledged, but like I was like, you know what? Um it defeats the purpose of my goal, where I did say my goal was to share the music, Haitian music beyond the Haitian community. So you know what I mean? So that's where I feel like I've accomplished a lot for myself. Um, where and you know, there's always that saying where you are more appreciated outside than at home. That's so, true. you know, so I'm I'm forever grateful for Ottawa um for the opportunities that it given me for the door that I've opened. But my focus is, you know, beyond that, which has been uh, a lot of a lot of blessings, a lot of opportunities, like you know, us talking tonight. Um, you know, so stuff like that so the, the the music scene here is it's present but it's not as uh deep as montreal's haitian community music scene okay, okay. you know um okay. here like if if uh, in ottawa like if you know me you know that i do the zup the compa but i'm always doing it like in like non-haitian settings mm-hmm. which i think it's important because again like you know we need to be represented We hear hear all the hip-hop, the R&Bs, all that stuff everywhere. But, you know, what about Haitian music, you know? So that's, I feel like that's my goal. So it's always continuously just sharing the Haitian culture in non-Haitian settings always.
0: I love it. So I know that you're trilingual. You speak French, you speak Haitian Creole, you speak English. Is there a particular language you like to perform in the most? Like, is it English? Is it French? Is it Creole?
1: Honestly, um, cause I, I was, I'm a live performer before I became a recording artist. Um, so I've like, I've always been comfortable singing live before I was comfortable in the studio. And I have to say, um, not even like my own music, but I love performing French songs, mm. especially like the old school Francais. Yes. Like, <laughs> I love, love, love performing those type of songs. I feel like that's it, like, you know, like real music is so authentic and all that stuff. So, like those type i still do those but those are like more like the wedding settings the gala settings those are where i'm like i would find myself performing those mm-hmm. but um yeah i would say my preference is french for sure um and even when i'm writing music like somebody somebody's asking like oh what type of music do you prefer writing like um i can't really tell you that you know like it's really like i go with the vibe i listen to a beat and i'm just like okay i feel the vibe and i'm like okay that's gonna be in French, or like there was only one time that I, I heard a beat, and I'm like, okay, this this needs to be in Creole. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care what you say, this needs to be in Creole because I don't have any Haitian I don't have any Haitian Creole songs, but in my album I have one Haitian Creole song, so that's uh, that's gonna be a new thing that my fans are gonna be able to discover in my album that's coming. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, like I I go with the vibes, always okay, with the cool. vibes. Um, you know, listening to a beat. Um, I like, I, I feel it and I'm like, okay, I start like singing some songs, some melodies. I start writing a bit and then whatever comes to me, I do it.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I love when you said French chansonette. I'm like, yeah, I grew up on like Nana Muscugi. I love her. (laughs) Like, I love her music. And it's been a while since I've actually like listened to any French chansonette. So I feel like now tonight I'm gonna go through my playlist and see what I have going on there. (laughs) I feel like people don't appreciate it as much anymore. This generation.
1: So beautiful, you know. So I'm happy that like I'm part of that generation where like. Our parents like kind of like shove these songs mm-hmm. down our and here I am just listening to these songs on just on a regular Saturday, just cleaning, like, <laughs> right. in these songs, you know. So I'm grateful. That's my parents,
0: for that. Yeah, it's true. Saturday morning cleans. That that is when the music yeah. is playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So with everything that you've done, because you've actually been on the scene like for quite some time, you said you started recording. Yeah. Um, you know, in 2013. And I know that you've had songs. There was a debut uh, single, Fly Away, in 2014 that you had. So you've been putting out music for quite some time. You're not new yeah. to the to the music scene. So I would want to ask, um, I would say, I guess, what would you consider to be your biggest musical accomplishment so far? My biggest musical accomplishment
1: for me so far is that I was able to Uh, work on my album uh, by myself but I got a lot of help but that was my biggest music accomplishment because in the last 10 years I have been trying to do an album for so many times I have been through so many ups and downs disappointments lost tracks or just like weird relationships in the music industry you know Mm -hmm. so I told myself um, that I wasn't about to wait for nobody anymore to do what I want to do in music, especially if I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to remember who I am, who I was as an artist, who I am, who I was as a person. Um, You know, it's like I started singing before you started even speaking. So I wasn't about to let anybody take that away from me. So I put everything and even like, I did everything that I needed to do to make my album happen. So it took three years, but I accomplished to make an album happen, which for me is the biggest accomplishment because had you told me that five years ago, when I had many times I wanted to give up, that I was going to have an album today, I wouldn't believe you.
0: And I commend you for that. Because, you know, I mean, I have friends who are in, you know, different industries in music and it's not easy, especially when you are creative, when it's your project, right? Um, There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. So I commend you for that. Thank you. It's not easy. It's
1: like, um, you know, not everybody has the same priority as you. So it's mm-hmm. like one of the biggest problems that I had in making this album was waiting on people right. where it's like, you know, um, mix and mastering and uh, like a song doesn't take that long. Maybe mm-hmm. a month is busy. But like I would wait like eight months for a song, some songs like one song took like a year and multiple recordings, you know, and it gets expensive. You know, so it's just like, you know, people don't have the same vision as you. And like, I, at first I'd get discouraged, but I had to remember I'm doing this for me. Mm -hmm. So I need to stay, keep the focus, keep going, keep pushing and just remember why I started doing this. That was, that was the big thing throughout making this album was remembering why I started because everybody that knows my story knows what I've been through Mm. You knows all the ups and downs that I've been through, the, the disappointments where it seems like I was on a high and then all of a sudden nothing's happening, you know, and had I listened to the the talking, I would have just said, you know what, I have a degree, I can just go find a job, forget right. this, you know, but it's 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 a real thing, like I I sat down, I was like, what am I going to do if I don't do music and it was actually very scary to think about that cause it's like all like all i know is music i've been performing since i was 3 years old in so many different types of settings you know and it's like it, like even like during the pandemic i still was cons- consistently performing mm-hmm. um you know like virtual virtual stuff you know so it's like for me to sit and not perform anymore to not do music anymore is scary i just feel like it's i'm not breathing anymore i've lost my right. purpose you know so that's, that's really, that's really what it is. You know, it's like, I, I know my purpose. I know why I'm here. And I know that like, I was put on this earth to do
0: music. And I can say from listening to your music that I would agree with you there. Your voice is, there's, there's a uniqueness to it. There's a power to it. So I'm like, this girl can sing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. So I know, you know, we talk about the HMI, right? The Haitian music industry a lot. Now, I know yeah, your okay. sound is, is, um, it is zook. It's very, when I, when I think about it, I'm like, ooh, Afrobeats, right? What is, what is that industry? Is there an, a separate industry outside of, you know, the, the HMI? Because it's like, it's not like necessarily like you're a HMI, strict M- HMI artist and people think about, about Haitian, um, music singers, right? Uh, but is there an industry that that encompasses the genre and the style of music and, the, and, and really gives you room for that versatility that you have? So that's
1: not necessarily, but that's why I'm making my own lane. So it's like, like I was saying, like in Ottawa, like it's very hip hop, very R&B. And then here comes me. Um, like for an example was like there was a festival. I'm always going to talk about this festival because I'm still I'm still like in awe of it. Uh, it was a hip hop festival. I, w- I got invited to perform there with my band. And then the night before, I was like, "Yo, we're doing a hip hop festival. And we, ha- we have we have compa." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Maybe we should change the set. Let's 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 change the set. Let's do some some R and B stuff. Like you know, let's do that." Because I was I was so stressed because I was like, "What am I going? What is a compa artist, Afro Caribbean artist, going to be doing at a hip hop festival?" You know? Right. um, uh, we went. Um, no, my my music director was like, Jess, stop, stop. Like, they invited Jesse Simmons, they know what you do, stop. So, I was like, okay, let me just chill. But I was stressing out, I was so stressed. And then, um, we got there and started performing. The minute I started singing, everybody was up dancing. They asked for an encore, and people that like people were like shocked, they were like, yo, I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. Where they're like, they're like, this is dope. They're like, there's a there's a lane for this. And I'm like, yeah. So I've, I've, I've never, I've, my, my parents like never raised me in a way that I, I need to fit in. Okay. Um, it's always, you know, um, be unique, be you and just create your own lane. So I knew even after releasing the fly away, I had a choice to go back to R and B like everybody else, but I knew that this is what I want to do. I love doing the afro-caribbean sound that's why i, I identify as afro-caribbean mm-hmm. so like you know so people can like it's for you to kind of like explore what that is so when you listen to music like okay so there's Zook. okay there's some afro beats okay there's some kizomba okay so she just that's what she does you right. know stuff like that
0: i love it i love it now, have you collaborated with any artists that we would know or if not, are there any artists that you are hoping to maybe collaborate with? So,
1: I would love to collaborate with um H-Shed. I think she is such an amazing artist, her growth, her album, I was like one of the most played albums that I've had. Like I think it was like top 3 most played albums on my phone every year. Um she is so well-spoken the way she carries herself her her vocals her performances she is just amazing um and i'd love to also work with felicia ross i've had a few conversations with her she's a very genuine down-to-earth beautiful artist Mm -hmm. beautiful person in and out i'd love to work with her one day um on my album i'm set to release later on this year i have collaborated with a few different artists uh, mostly in the montreal area okay um so I'm not sure if, if I can. Well, yeah, I'll I'll keep it for later. But like, yeah, so I have um, quite a few artists that I have collaborated with on this album. Um, so it's going to be, this album overall is just, um, is definitely a tool for my fans to get to know me as an artist. Mm-hmm. For those that were there since Fly Away, they will see the, well, the, you know, with my the single that I've released, people can definitely see the growth as I, as I continuously to release music, but this album solidifies who I am as an artist, where am I going as an artist and, you know, just the overall growth and where I'm going.
0: Okay. I like it. I look forward to hearing later about (laughs) the Montreal artist. I'm not so familiar with the Montreal scene so much. I have a cousin of mine who's a well-known DJ in Montreal and I guess other parts of Canada um, so I've I've heard a lot of music from artists there. I just can't identify, like, who's who um, in yeah. the Montreal scene. Um, but I want to talk. DJ. Oh, DJ Scorpion or DJ Scorpion.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've heard that before. I feel like
0: I've heard that name. Yeah. Yeah. He's very eclectic. Um, so at first I was like, oh, he's just, you know, doing copa music out there. And I'm like, no, he's doing techno. Like, he does everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, yeah. Montreal has a,
1: a very, very broad, uh, very, very wide scene for different types of music. There's a lot of techno, a lot of house music, mm-hmm. There's a lot of R&B, a lot of French R&B um, as well. So like, yeah, the music scene in Montreal is great.
0: Yeah. When I was that one time that I went to Montreal when I was 18, I, I only remember this group. So I remember I don't remember if they were from Canada, but there was Mazayan. I don't know if you remember. They were oh, kind of we like, know, the we... yeah, Oh my yes. god, love them, love them. So there was them, and then there was. I don't remember the group, but they had this this song that was catchy. It was a rap, a rap uh, song called Su- Su Le Co- Corner, Su Le Corner." But it was <laughs> it was like my first introduction to Montreal gangster rap, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? <laughs> No, Montreal
1: has a lot of yeah. talented artists. Like there's so, there's like whatever type of music that you're looking for, mm-hmm. you will find it in such an, a unique way. That because Montreal
0: artists is, like they're just putting constant work. Right, right. I know they have like I think a jazz festival every year. So I'm yeah. hoping that I can go this year. Hopefully this is the year that I go back I to think Canada. I think you
1: would enjoy it. The jazz festival there's also a festival called the Nuit d'Afrique as well where there's like a more broader festival with different types of genres too. Ooh. That is what well, I think you would appreciate.
0: All right, I'm going to look into it cuz I do I do love that stuff, but I could never make my way back <laughs> to Canada. <laughs> You have to come during the summertime. That's the only time that you should be coming,
1: honestly. Yeah. Don't don't listen about these winter stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about your latest, uh, your latest album, your latest single for you. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about what inspired you to create, you know, this project. Like if you could take me a little bit behind the scenes of how this came about.
1: Of course. So basically behind the scenes. It's my birthday week. Um, I'm I'm just on the street scrolling on Instagram, and then I come to this uh, Instagram page that's like, just um, uh, advertising beast that they've made. And then I'm listening to the beat. I'm like, hold up, I think this is the next track. And then I'm listening to it again, 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 and again, and just to make sure. And I'm just like, yeah, I think this is the next track. So I immediately message the guy, and I'm like, listen, I've never done this before. I heard your I heard your beat on Instagram. I want it and I want to take it down on Instagram because it's mine. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, no problem. So I got the beat. And then um it took some time, but then I was I went to Montreal, but like because I, I was working on my album. Like I'm the type of person, I like to start one thing, finish one thing, then move on to the next. So I had this mm-hmm. beat for like for some time, but I was at like, but like I I know that this is my next song. Mm-hmm. So I was working on my other singles, uh, finishing some songs for the album. And then in uh yeah, and then after that, like a few months later, because um, I was in Montreal for a bit. And then when I came back to Ottawa, I went to the studio and like my process of recording is um I like to like do melodies first, and then we kind of like build the song, and then from there I start writing to it. So we we're doing that, and then like me and my friend Jeff Sannon, he's also my engineer, uh, we wrote the hook together. And then I went home and then um, I linked up with, um, with ERA and DJ, with ERA and sorry, Doressa. And then we just started writing the song. It was during the pandemic as well. So we like, we wrote the song on FaceTime. And then I was like, okay guys, I I think this is the hit. I think we're ready. Let's go to the studio. So go to the studio. DJ Vela comes as well. And then she helped with like the arrangement as well and all that stuff. And then, the that studio session was probably one of my favorite studio sessions. Like the the vibe and everything, the how the song came together mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, I didn't think the song was gonna get that much of a response either, but this song people are like, Yo, Jess, like I know you do the zook and the compa, but I think there's something with the afrobeast, and I'm just like, Okay, but it's it's uh, it's amazing. So, like, um that I was really grateful for the experience as well because like throughout throughout my career um I had a hard time at the studio finding myself and just being comfortable Mm -hmm. and then that was just like one of the few moments where I was just so comfortable and felt so at home and like just at peace being in the studio and just creating my craft
0: I like that yeah because I've seen I saw some of the videos like online about him like you know you look like you were having so much fun and I heard the music I was like this song like this is a hit this is gonna be like summer 2023 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so yeah you look like you were having so much fun so I was very curious as to like how how did this song come about like what is the backstory thank you yeah that's that's pretty much the story pretty much yeah
1: and and it's also because like when during my birthday week I was like I'm I'm really grateful for everything but I'm missing something and then that's when Mm -hmm. the beat came came across
0: all right you see like like look how things happen fall into place just like that falling into places (laughs) when I talk to other artists I always you know hear that you know when they're talking about inspiration, like it can come from anywhere. Like they can just be walking down the block. They can just, you know, they could be eating. They could be in the shower. They could be talking to a friend. And then next thing, you know, it's like a song. Is that typically how it is? Literally like you just like the most randomest
1: places. Like I even um, like some, most of my beats, I get them done and then they send them to me and I just start writing from there. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, One of my beats, like, the producer sent it to me at midnight i saw it but my spirit said go to sleep and then we'll we'll address this tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then as soon as i woke up got on my phone i listened to the beat and i immediately got out of bed went straight to my my recording area and i and i started writing the song because i was like okay i'm inspired you know so just it's just random It just depends on, like, I don't know. It just depends on the vibe or, like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I'm not inspired and, like, I'm sitting on a beat for a few days and I have to, like, bring on my friends. I'm like, hey, let's help me write something to this. But sometimes it's, like, just instantly I'm like, okay, I got something.
0: Yeah, I... And it's always interesting because, you know, sometimes when people think of, you know, songwriters, when they think about poets, they feel like, you know, they're in a lab just conjuring up like, you know, know, but it could really like literally be as easy as just I woke up this morning and the song was on my heart or I crossed the street, heard a conversation. That's my next song. Yeah, literally. It's, it's, it's
1: really like that, like you, um, you just you just you just don't see it coming sometimes you got it sometimes you don't and some days I have really bad studio days you know like because I'm like wow Mm -hmm. I really didn't have anything and that's okay it wasn't the day you know but then that one day that like you do go and you just let it be it's amazing that's why like for myself and I always encourage artists as well to try to have a recording space like it doesn't need to be anything fancy Mm -hmm. but just so you know Um, You're not always waiting to get to the studio to be inspired. You know, you have your like your own session, even like, you know, iPhones these days are so advanced, like you Mm -hmm. can even record on your phone, you know, like do your drafts, you know, just allow yourself to be inspired, allow yourself to explore. And sometimes as well, um, something that I'm, I'm very happy that I do now, I have a lot of writing sessions with different artists as well. Um, you know, like, I felt like there was so much pressure that you have to write your own songs. Right. Now, I'm I'm so happy that I get to collab with talented artists as we get together. We just feed off each other's energy. We write we write together, and we just create something amazing. You know what I mean? Like, Like, for you, like, my
0: latest single, like, we were four people that wrote the song, you know? So... And I like that. I like that you can talk about like the collaboration, because I think that sometimes artists and, you know, th- for whatever reason, they don't really reveal that side of the process. Yeah. So whenever we hear a song, we're thinking, oh, this person wrote it, this person produced it, this person did exactly. everything. And that's not exactly. The kind of
1: and have you, have you seen how many people are on Beyonce's songs? There's like 20 people right. on there. You know? <laughs> so I've already I thought, I was like, I am not ashamed anymore. If we're going to be 10 people on my song, we will be 10 people. I don't care anymore. It's all about the vibe, It's all about the music. Because right. one, two minds is better than one. So there's like people fail to realize the beauty that can come out of just
0: coming together and just creating music, you know? Right. I like that. I like that. And I really hope that those who are tuning in, who are, you know, in the music industry, are aspiring artists, aspiring songwriters, singers, that they really take that to heart. Because I, I think a lot of times people really feel like it's it's a lone wolf game that they have to do yeah. everything on their own.
1: And, and I, and I was one of them too, where I was like, I have to write my own song. I have to write my own song. And I was just like, girl, you know what? If you don't just sing and just let, you know, <laughs> the vibes come to you. Like one of my songs too, like, um, somebody wrote most of the song and I just wrote the hook and that was it. The pr- other person wrote it, like the Creole song. Cause like, I don't, I speak Creole. I write Creole, but I don't, I don't, feel, cause I'm born and raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I'm comfortable writing music right. in Creole yet. Um, so I'm still, I'm still, I'm still learning. I write here and there, but that was like one where I, would, I just let the person take over and i don't regret it it's such a beautiful song i'm so excited for that as well to uh you know come come to life when the album comes out because like the album as well like um there's a lot of i'm very vulnerable i'm talking about a lot of my personal experiences i'm talking mm-hmm. about um, childhood traumas my love lives you know so it's um you know there's just so much so much so much to come with this album
0: All right. And they always say that a lot of times those are the best ones, right? Like, unfortunately, with Mary J. Blige, when Mary J. Blige is unhappy, (laughs) that's when we get the best music. I guess the best music. It's sad, but, you know, it happens. So I I want to go ahead.
1: Yeah, I'll just say, like, I I feel like um, with music it's so important well just overall in life i just feel like you know it's not all about like love fairy tale and lollipops you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i love where i can actually relate to a song on a deep level you know so i'm really right. hoping that people are able to feel that with my music as well um where you know just you're really not only getting to know this artist, but you actually feel what the artist is going through you know right. where it's like I really wanted like because me entering this new chapter in my life as an artist I was like I want people to relate and I want people to know who I am as an artist period so one of my favorite songs that, well I keep saying it about all the songs but I love this album so one of the songs on my project I talk about my relationship with my dad mm-hmm. and it's very like sensitive some people will like it some people won't but then the it's my story right. and I feel like some people will be able to relate to that as well i've learned that a lot where i i i failed to realize how people can actually relate to my music like uh my song i have a song called wisdom i wrote it for my uncle that passed away and i just wrote it just to write it like that and i just i released it no promo nothing but people came up to me they're like i love this song i related to so much to the point that it won song of the year uh for one uh like one of these uh organizations in Mm -hmm. canada And I was like, so I was confused. I was like, why? Like, (laughs) but I was like, you know what? Let me just, let me not question the grace of God. Let me just take it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just like the whole point of me just wanting to be relatable and people just like be able to take my music as a a source of
0: whatever they're feeling. Right. I mean, I think people are really looking for like authentic music, right? Exactly. So some, somebody might not uh, connect with the one with your dad, but they might connect with the one about your uncle, you know? So I think that people right now, especially after the pandemic, I think that globally we've seen a shift in, in things. And I think that people are truly seeking like, what is authentic? Like what, yeah. what can I identify with? Like who is exactly. telling, sharing, you know, the real story here. So exactly it's important
1: it's really important because like we don't want to hear about you know random you're probably lying about it anyways you know it's like you know we really want to hear like you know what's real what's true how are you feeling as an artist you know because it's it's uh it's 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 authentic right you know it's so it's so much more authentic and it, it it's uh it brings so much more value as who you are as an artist as well
0: yeah i agree with that one so I'm thinking about, you know, the, the up and coming artists. I'm always thinking about the future. I always like to kind of end on like a, a positive note. Um, and I think that, you know, with some of the music that you've already put out and even just the way that you present, um, I think that your, your wisdom in this industry, you know, is, is one that I feel can really have a lot of impact, especially on this next generation that's coming in. And so what advice do you have for singers, songwriters who are trying to find their way, right? Maybe they, because I, I always hear, you know, from for most singers, they always started out in the church. A lot of them, that's kind of where they started out. That was the first opportunity of, of singing. But then, you know, it becomes like kind of uh, an issue to really figure out where to truly land. Like, how do you know which genre suits your voice? How do you know when it's okay to kind of step outside of the box? And so I think there's a lot of confusion for some artists, especially you know art is something that's sensitive as well. So yes. how could how could an up and coming artist, or maybe even an artist who was around, took a break and wants to come back? How can they truly navigate this this landscape? and still maintain a sense of integrity and a sense of, you know, authenticity.
1: I would say the most important thing is to always stay true to yourself. Um, a lot of people, you know, I'm, I was like that as well, where you constantly are trying to, um, copy a sound thinking that it's your sound, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you just got to be true to yourself, allow yourself to explore, um, I've had some few artists come up to me asking advice as well. And I realized, like, you know what? I'm not gonna gatekeep my, my experience. Um, there's nothing wrong with investing in yourself. So mm-hmm. I still take some lessons till this day. Um, investing yourself as in know what you want and invest in it. Know your value and add tax to it. Cause this industry, a lot of people are going to take advantage. Mm-hmm. So advantage. And the fact that you don't have experience, they're going to think that they're giving you a favor and they're going to just, you know, play with you like that. So it's, it's, and unfortunately with the industry as well, as much as I want to protect people for them to not go through what I went through, right. some of you are going to have to go through it to understand that the industry is, you really need to have a good head on your shoulder. Or they are going to eat you alive in this industry. Um, because people, especially some promoters, they think that they have your career in their hands and you know, they can just do whatever they want with you and and you're just sitting there taking it. So it's uh it's it's quite it's quite the journey because even the industry itself made me want to quit so many times. Mm-hmm. I love the music, I love to sing, I do not like the business side of it right just because of how cruel people can be but that's where if you're an artist and you know you want to do music youtube is free and available and you need to do your research do your research know your worth and add add tax to that
0: so that's the advice that i would give to somebody i like that know your worth and add tax to it i love that yeah cuz i think oftentimes you know, we don't, we don't, you know, either we, we might know our value. And even if we did know our value, we're still not charging our value. We still, we still are not, are not putting ourselves out there to receive, I guess, you know, our value. So I think that that's so important to not just know your worth and charge your worth, but charge more than that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of that. There's so much, there's so much of that where It comes with time and, you know, practice, mistakes, opportunities, you know, some the hard times the good times. It's all important moments in your life, in the career that you want to make for yourself to understand where you're
0: going. Right. So I know with, you know, the projects that you're working on right now, the, you know, the album that that is it been released yet or is it about to be
1: released? it's it's on its way to be released so i don't okay. have a release date yet um we're basically like literally the final touches we're at like 95 percent right now okay. um but i'm hoping by the grace of god by spring it'll be released overall it's being released this year period so okay, cool. um yeah it's just like you know again the whole the whole waiting on people um that's that's been the biggest challenge the biggest challenge if i wanted to call the album something i'd call it waiting yeah, i just, I on people, <laughs> like literally. But, um, but yeah, so it's like we're almost done. Um, so it kind of like fits in my rollout plan where I wanted to release um, my single first, mm-hmm. the music video is gonna be coming out later on this month as well for, for you. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be announcing that in, I guess, next week or so. And um, yeah, so then and it, it falls in line with the
0: rollout of the announcement of my album and all of that. Okay, any like you know tours or anything in I guess the twenty twenty three. I always like exclusives, so if there's any exclusives you got for me,
1: <laughs> so far, um, I did. There are some few festivals, like okay. mostly Ottawa, Montreal, that are gonna be um on the way. Um, but one thing that the biggest project that I'm working on right now is I'm also doing a album release concert. So that's going to be in Ottawa. Uh I'll be uh, inviting some musicians, a few artists that were involved in the project as well mm-hmm. to um come. Uh so I'm excited. I've I've never did my own show before. So um I'm excited about that. I've always been like the featured artist, the headline artist, mm-hmm. but I never had my own show. So I'm excited to see what the outcome of that is going to be like. Um so I have an amazing team that's helping me um I don't have management. Um, at first it was quite frustrating for me moving forward with my um with my career, but I realized that I have amazing people around me that are willing to help me. So I'm utilizing that as much as I can. Um, I have friends that are event planners. I have uh one of my friends is a DJ. Um, I have security guards, my friends that are security guards, and my friend's a sound engineer. Um, I have my brother-in-law who's a photographer. So, you know, it's like all of that stuff I'm just utilizing. And my friends are just willing to help as well. They're like, Jess, what do you need me to do? So I I am very grateful for everybody that's in my life that's willing to invest and help me advance in my career. So we just thought if it wasn't for them, I would be able to do half of the things that I've been doing right now. But um, thanks to them, um, we are going to be building up my official album release concert. That's the first time I did it out loud. So that's an exclusive.
0: Yes. All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And shout out to Jesse's team. I feel like it's so important to have like a team of friends and family who are just there to support you for whatever you need. That's so important. So, delicious. Yeah. So shout out to your team for that. Sorry, <laughs> so Jesse, where can we find you? Cause I know there are people who are tuning in. They're like, I am curious to hear what this girl sounds like. I want to know where sure. I can get updates on her. You know, where can I, is there a website? Like give us everything. Of
1: course you guys. So mainly um, my website is jessiesimmonsmusic.com. That's where I'll be um, announcing the album. That's where you can get uh, links to all of my music. So definitely tune into that. I am um, on social media. You can find me simmons Um, And, If you'd like to get more like live updates with what am I doing? So on my YouTube channel, Jesse Simmons Music. Sorry, oh my gosh. I post vlogs. I post um, studio sessions. I post uh, covers sometimes, performances, um, new music as well. So subscribe to to my channel where you can get the latest updates on everything.
0: All right, cool. Do you often get requests for covers? Because I'm always curious, like how do I get an artist to do a cover? <laughs> I do get some cover requests a lot, especially like
1: during um like uh, for shows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And then during the pandemic, I was just doing covers just to, mostly to practice with my recording equipment. But, you know, um, and then I told myself, I think it was 2020, I said that was the last year that I'm doing covers. So I was like, when I'm doing shows, I'm doing my own music now. Okay. Just because it's like you know, like yeah, they know that I can sing, but they don't know my music. They don't know me as right. an artist. They just know that I can sing. So it was like it was important for me to start marking my name by doing my own music. So it's like here and there, like on my TikTok, like I I do covers here there, you know. But like live shows, my goal is always to do um, my own songs. But it also depends because you know some settings you have to like like we did like a corporate event a few months ago, and you know you have to like read the room, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like. It was mostly, um, it was like, it was mostly Caucasians people. So like, you know what, let me do like a song that they'll be familiar with, you know? So like something like, it's uh, in my style, but it's something that they can relate to because they know. So we besides de- do like a reggae style of Adele's Hello, mm-hmm. we did, um, Killing Me Softly, you know, we did the, we did the jazz hip hop version, but you know, everybody knows um, Killing Me Softly. So, you
0: know, stuff like that. I like it. I like it. I was just thinking because I'm like, I you know I've heard your voice, and I'm like, oh, I feel like there's some some songs <laughs> that I would love to hear. Of course, no problem. Oh, but thank you so much, Jesse, for taking the time to talk to us today to share, you know, about who you are, share about the work that you're doing. I I always feel like you know musicians, especially like I have a special a space in my heart for them because. You know, music, it's, it's so powerful. It has the ability to change your mood, to make you happy, to make you sad. And I think that with everything that's been going on in the world, music has been comfort for so many people. So I just thank you for, you know, one, staying true to your gift because a lot of people do give up or they do shy away. But I think, you know, like I said, your voice is amazing. And I think that you know, you're going to continue to do great things. So thank you for coming on this show and, you know, just, uh, you know, entertaining myself and the guests for today. course, <laughs> no Thank you for having me. I am super grateful and thank you. To you for
1: having these type of platforms for artists like me. So thank you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media Powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I will talk to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. I can't wait to come back. Seven it's all online wj